Grace and mercy and peace to you, my dear friends in Christ, from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. On Sunday, this last Sunday, on Palm Sunday, I introduced a Greek word. The word is tetelestai. Tetelestai is our theme for this Holy Week from Palm Sunday today as our worship continues right into tomorrow and from there into Easter morning. Tetelestai is the word that Jesus spoke from the cross, which is translated into English, it is finished. And so what we are doing is taking one word at a time. And so on Sunday we focused on the word it, and the it in it is finished is the salvation work that Jesus is going through for all of us. That is the is, or that is the it. Tomorrow we focus on finished, that Jesus accomplished his purpose. Sunday we'll put the whole picture together, but tonight we focus on the word is. Is. Now how do you describe this word is? How would you describe something that is, other than just simply saying, well, it, 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 it I mean, it is, <laughs> right? Something that is, is just is. People even have a saying for indescribable situations. They say it, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. And when something is, well, and what something is, different people define things differently. And so when somebody looks at something and somebody else looks at something, they might look at it and say it is something totally different from one another. And so this can oftentimes confuse the matter or lead people to debate what something actually is. For example, what is this? Tell me. A basketball. Some of you might say, yes, it is a basketball. Some of you might say it is a sphere. Some of you might say it is cowhide. Some of you might say it is just a brown ball. It is. What is it? What is this? It's a tree. I think a forester said that. A forester's income, is that what this is? Right? Uh, it is uh, a piece of paper. It is a rectangle. It is green. Right? What is it? When different people look at things, they might think something is something different. I show you this as an example because when people look at Jesus and what it is that Jesus does for people, different people say different things about who Jesus is and what it is that he is doing. Now, don't get me wrong, a lot of the things that people say about who Jesus is, especially if they're Christians, are, are not necessarily wrong. Jesus is lots of different things to lots of different people. But what is Jesus, and, and who is he, and what is it that he is doing? I would say the best way, the most accurate way for us to properly understand who Jesus is and what he is doing is to listen to him and to watch him. And that's why tonight I wanted you to see at least a variation of what things might have looked like with Jesus and his disciples on that Thursday evening of Holy Week. To listen to Jesus and to watch him. So what did you see tonight? What, what did we see Jesus do tonight? 
Jesus, primarily in tonight's lesson, washed his disciples' feet. He washed his disciples' feet. So what is Jesus demonstrating here in washing feet? Once again, Jesus is lowering himself, humbling himself. Just a couple days ago, he demonstrated his humility as he rode into Jerusalem on the back of a little donkey, humble and riding on a donkey, right? Once again, Jesus is demonstrating the lowliness that he is willing to go. Jesus is demonstrating his servant nature. Jesus is showing that he loves his disciples and Jesus is washing them, cleaning them, literally. Jesus is here serving in great humility. That's what we saw him do. What did we hear him say? I would encourage you to take your lesson, the, the lesson insert out. I want to point out a couple of things here to you. What did we see or hear Jesus say tonight? In verse 12, Jesus said these words. Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so what? I am. I am. He is. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. You call me teacher and Lord. I am that. I am. Jesus is teacher and Lord. So he says, I am instructing you. I am teaching you, I'm speaking to you the way that you should go, and I'm also demonstrating it to you as a teacher, but I'm also your Lord. And so as Lord, when I say do something, I command you, do it. Do it. So Jesus is saying here, as I am doing to you, you ought to do to one another, love one another. This theme carries on into verse 34, which you don't have printed for you tonight, but in verse 34, this is where Jesus says to his disciples, a new commandment I give to you. A new commandment. And as I mentioned during the announcements, this is where we get the word mandi. Mandi comes from the word mandatum in Latin, which means commandment. A new commandment I give to you, that just as I have loved you, you ought to love one another. Who is Jesus? Humble, servant. What is he doing? Loving, serving, commanding us to love and to serve. Now, this isn't the only thing Jesus says tonight. I saw a lot of you put that insert away. Take it back out. Here we go. In verse 19, in verse 19, what else does Jesus say? In verse 19, Jesus, Jesus as he was uh, foretelling that Judas was about to betray him, even though he didn't use Judas's name, he says all of this. He says, I am telling you this now. I'm telling you all this is going to happen before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Okay? You may believe that I am he. That's what our translation says here. I don't know if you picked up on it in the, in the video, but in the video and in the NIV translation of the Bible, it says this. This is what he said in the video, too. He said, I'm, gonna, I'm telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does, you may believe that I am who I am. Okay? I'm telling you this so that you may believe that I am who I am. Is this ringing any bells to anyone? It should. 
way back in the Old Testament, way, 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 way back in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, when God called to Moses in a burning bush, in the burning bush, God's voice spoke to Moses and commanded him to go. Moses said, who should I say sent me? I can't tell him a burning bush did. Who should I say sent me? And God said, tell him, I am has sent you. I am who I am. God's name, his proper name, as we say it in Hebrew, Yahweh, literally means, I am who I am. Is there a greater is statement than that? To simply be, I am. God's name in his character, God's very nature simply is. God is. God is in his nature. There is nothing that is more is than God himself. Now, is is a present tense word. Not not past tense, not future. Is means now. Is means now. Is means now. Therefore, if God is, it means there never has been and never will be anyone more present in your life and in this creation than God himself. God is. God is. God is and always has been present with you. Now, think about the way that Jesus lives this out as he describes himself, particularly in John's gospel, which we're going to focus on this Holy Week. How does Jesus describe himself in John's gospel? Maybe you know some of this. Jesus uses some descriptions such as this. I am the bread. I am the vine. I am the good shepherd. I am. Over and over, Jesus simply tells people, I am, I am, I am with you. In John's gospel, John has a lot of words. If you go home, I'd encourage you to do this. Read along with what's going on each day of the week. In John's gospel, though, you'd have a lot of reading to do tonight if you read everything that happened on Monday, Thursday night. John's gospel spends six chapters on Monday, Thursday. Chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18 in the gospel of John all happen on Monday, Thursday night. There's a lot of words in there, but particularly in John 14, Jesus says some of his most prominent I am words. When he says to his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way to the Father. It's not that he was, it's not that he will be. He is for you today, tomorrow, and always Jesus is. Is. Is means is. And this is why we are also certain that when Jesus says, also on Monday, Thursday, take and eat, take and drink, this is my body, this is my blood, that Jesus means what he says he means. He says, this is my body, this is my blood. Therefore, somehow, mysteriously, yet physically and beautifully present here tonight in bread and wine for the forgiveness of your sins is Jesus. He is here for you as the perfect sacrificial lamb 
who poured out his blood and his life so that you and I could be set free and forgiven. And if the Son of Man has set us free, we are free indeed. Jesus is the one who gave up his life for us. I think the beautiful thing about this isness of Jesus is the certainty that it brings. There's certainty in the word is. There's certainty in the word is. How many things in this life are you absolutely certain about? Do you have 100% certainty about anything? Are you totally certain that you and your family are going to remain healthy and strong? Are you 100% certain that you will even wake up to see tomorrow? In this life, we lack certainty, but Jesus wants us to know that there is nothing more certain than him. There is nothing more certain than who he is, and there's nothing more certain than what he is doing for you by giving up himself on that cross for you. So I tell you tonight, whatever you're going through tonight, whatever you will face tomorrow, remember these words of Jesus, particularly some of the last words that Jesus speaks to his disciples when he says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. When Jesus says he is, it means he is. My friends, Jesus is where it's at. Jesus is who he says he is. He is. In his name, amen.